Welcome back to me. I am a memoir, the meaning of the meaning of Mariah Carey. We are still listening to the Butterfly album. Uh, we listened to it so <laughs> intently that uh, we only got through four tracks. Um, so we've just <laughs> we've climbed down off the roof. Uh, this is fab. That is posh. Uh, normally we read Mariah Carey's memoir, the meaning of Mariah Carey, but we are so invested in her recording this album at the moment that we've decided to listen to the album. And it is an intense experience. It is. For both of us. I have given four infinities so far. <laughs> I've given one. <laughs> well, I gave one infinity, one whisper of infinity, one five, and one four point five. So that's still pretty good. It's pretty good for you. Uh, yeah. Well, for you. just wait for what's coming. Oh dear. Mm. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, break on down the next chunk of the butterfly. Bring me on All right, so the next track is 4th of July, which for me was a first listen, mm. um, written by Mariah and Snuffleupagus. Mm-hmm. Now, there was no release for this, so we don't have any stats. We don't have much behind the scenes either. So no. you can just dive on into your thoughts on the 4th of July. The 4th of July, I feel, is you're probably going to hate because it feels like a better version of Underneath the Stars. <laughs> <laughs> My first line is... Might suffer from underneath the staritis. <laughs> it does have like that vibe, that kind of late summer, early autumn, you know, going back to school. Uh, I feel like, you know, you know the song Summer Loving from Greece, you know, that kind of vibe. It's got that sort of, oh, I may never see you again. Thanks for fingering me at the end oh of the camp. <laughs> Oh my God. I let you get up my jumper and I'll remember it forever. Um, <laughs> so it's got that kind of vibe to it, which, you know, I lo- that's one of the things I loved about Underneath the Stars. But this feels like a more robustly structured song. Um, it feels more... Uh, whereas um, Underneath the Stars felt like a kind of plaintive, you know, remembrance of what it was like being a teenager. This one feels like a, oh, I remember what it was like being a teenager. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know if that's because she's recently had some vitamin D. Um. (laughs) A sunny day can really put a spring in your step. Really put a spring in your step. I mean, 4th of July, it's the height of summer (laughs) in America, in the Northern Hemisphere. To us, it's freezing cold. It's winter. Why would you sing Those fingers are freezing. Yeah, yeah. No, you're not taking your gloves off or anything. Uh, (laughs) I did love a fingerless glove. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it's, I really like, again, listening to this again this week, I was like, oh, that's right. This song's here. Like you get after the roof and you climb down off the roof and then you go and have some fireworks. She's celebrating on the street. And it's uh, and it does have that really kind of innocent, burgeoning love 
kind of feeling to it and i really i think it's so sweet but i think it yeah i honestly think it's a better version of underneath the stars and i love underneath the stars (laughs) and you hate it well let me put it this way i think it is equally as good as underneath the stars Today, I'm like, oh, Posh is gonna hate this. So, I actually did do, I put some thought into it as to what is it. So, this is what I wrote. Look, I will say the breathy vocals throughout this one are not my favorite. Yes. Um, I don't mind it normally, but for some reason on this, it wasn't my favorite. Um, But I did write, I just don't think this 70s sound that she's going for is for me. It's just not the one that, and it wouldn't matter. I think that is plinkly plonkety. Possibly, yeah. Because um, she was going for that with underneath so the stars, and now there's he's gone for a bit fifties. She's gone for nineties, and they've, <laughs> they've landed ended up in the seventies. <laughs> so I've said it's not awful. It's just not what I go for. It's a little too wholesome. Well, um, yes. And then I wrote, but, and, <laughs> and I feel like that is something like because she's pulling away from that in so much of this album. It feels yeah. like this feels like the only track that would fit comfortably on that debut album. Sure, yeah. This feels like the only track that would just happily sit alongside, you know, Prisoner or... I mean, Prisoner <laughs> is an infinity or, or, song, but... All in your mind. Like, like this, sure. this This could sit there and you'd be like, oh, this feels like Mariah going to the record company. I'll write you a song that you want. Yeah, all right. I'll attack it on. You need one more. All and right. I'll still do it my style so <laughs> that it still sounds a little bit grimy. So the other thing that I've compared it to Mm. is it'd be like if your partner wrote a song about you and made you sit there and listen and you had to say you like it, even though you feel incredibly uncomfortable and it's sweet, but you just couldn't, you just not do that. Yeah. (laughs) Or of course, for me, worse being proposed to in public. It's like, I do want to be proposed to, but not in public. So it's kind of like, (laughs) I do, I do want Mariah singing songs. Well, just not this one. Right. Yeah. And I think this is this is the the Afanasievness. I think yeah. is in, is ascendant in this song a bit more. So it's not my fault. It's his. It's his. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I still do love Fourth of July. Like it's you know when it came on today, I was like, oh yes, you're here. You're this little breather in between after the roof. Because after the roof, which is a really intense kind of gritty, very modern sound. It is actually kind of nice to get this, you know, old school Mariah, like this kind yeah, of, sure. you know. I just wish or, it was a different school. It's just all. kind of like always be my baby-esque or a little bit, no, you know. Not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's nothing like that. It's just got that kind of cutesy, summery feel to it. Like, so summery, she's named it after a summer holiday. That's true. This was possibly, you know, she's gone, well, I've nailed Christmas. Now yeah, I was going to say. She's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got stars. No, I've got... <laughs> she's got Easter. It's happening. Look, I wanted to like it more than Underneath the Stars, but I, I can't lie. Um, so I gave it the exact same score that I gave to Underneath the Stars, which is 3.5. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Could have been worse, honestly. Yeah. Um, look, for me, it's just shy of infinity, but it's, you know, because it's like, if this was on another album, it would be a definite infinity, but after four infinity songs, it's just like, oh, it feels like a breather. Um, but I don't think I can give it like 
below infinity. <laughs> like, I don't think I can go as low as five. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's so funny. Like, I love that the way you see it a five out of five as like this horrible low score. I'm like, no, that's a really good score. Five out of five. Infinity is reserved for no, um, I'm like incredible you, feats of there, songwriting. There are songs coming on later albums that will definitely be getting low scores. And there I can, might, I can there swear might that be, to you. there might be one on this album oh, that's no. going to have a record, How a record low score. Dare you? Um, but yeah, it's just <laughs> under infinity. It's, All right, it's infinity. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So since we're breaking everything on down, I think it's time we break, break the breakdown. Break, break down. Steady, break me up and down. <laughs> so what I'm just realizing that is really fun is the looking at the writers' names. We're getting real names. So it's yeah. written by Mariah Carey, Anthony Henderson, Charles Scruggs. And Stevie J. <laughs> yep. I'm guessing that that's Crazy Bone and Wishbone um, in there. But so, okay, we got to number 38 in Australia. It mustn't have been released or charted in the US. Um, we f- uh, we're featuring Crazy Bone and Wishbone, who I can only hope is the dog from the television series of the same name. No. <laughs> because Mariah has that kind of dog. So I feel like she would totally have Wishbone the dog on a song. She would. Absolutely. Actual... They were quite big at the time. (laughs) So (laughs) this is a little section of an interview with Mariah about this song. She says, okay, I worked with Crazy and Wishbone of Bone Thugs, and I was totally inspired by their style, first of all. I mean, it's obvious when you hear the song. And we, we had quite the interesting recording session. And the interviewer says, meaning what? Mariah says, it was just... It was interesting. The interviewer says, you keep making these allusions to stuff that went on. It was interesting. And Mariah says, no, it was great. I loved them. I loved them. But I was having an allergy attack. I was having a little problem and the studio was kind of smoky and things were going on. (laughs) Can't imagine what was happening. So many allergies with Mariah. So many allergies. So we do have a video. Uh, little synopsis from yours truly. Mariah giving Sally Bowles with a bun. Showgirls. <laughs> showgirls, chairography, gold eyeshadow. There's some other showgirls and light bulbs. Mariah does some chair squats. Now a butterfly. Um, <laughs> Mariah stands slash lays in front of a colourful butterfly catwalk wearing what I can only assume is the fur of the horse from the butterfly video. Mariah is a magician's <laughs> assistant and also the prize in a game of poker or whatever game they're playing. I don't know games. Um, now, Mariah, now Mariah wears a tiara and decorates her hair with more dead horse. The guys get a moment to wrap it out. Mariah jumps on an expensive bed with four men. Bracket, double DP, close bracket. Randomly has a cowboy hat. I don't understand the brief. <laughs> So my favorite thing is now a butterfly. Now a butterfly. (laughs) So then we have Crazy Bone, a little quote saying, when we did the video shoot in every scene, she had to have a fan like blowing. Yeah. We used to always crack jokes like, where's the fan? She can't do the scene without the fan. (laughs) Uh, So I love that even within Mariah's world, the fan is a thing. The fan. Yeah, because she's thing. inspired by Diana Ross and Olivia I only just recently watched Diana Ross's um, Super Bowl show where she helicoptered oh. out of there. Amazing. Amazing. 
I love Diana. Me too. She's I watched the dishes today and I was as great as it's. <laughs> I it just makes see, the dishes easier. Have you watched the movie with Tracy Ellis Ross and Dakota Johnson? That's meant to be hilarious oh, and amazing. What's it called? The High Note. Oh. And she, um, so Tracy Ellis Ross is uh, like a singer and she's the record company's trying to, Ice Cube is her record company exec guy. <laughs> and in the trailer that I watched the other day, he's like, it's like, no, we want to talk about a Vegas residency. And Dakota Johnson's like, I think you should do another album. She's going to tell me any woman over 40 who's had a number one. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Mariah. <laughs> but she wasn't 40. In real numbers. <laughs> no, that's it. I mean, there are a lot, but maybe not in America. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, it looks like a fun movie. We should watch it. Okay. Um, we should. Have a watch party. Yay. But I don't know how that I get to Tracy Ellis Ross. <laughs> all I can think of, just really quickly, whenever we talk about things that are like YouTube-esque, yes. all I can think of is Tracy Ullman as the queen in Death to 2020, which I've not watched all of, but I've watched her oh, clip. She's so Where funny. she... Um, <laughs> it is a really <laughs> funny she's, show. It's only about that. Yeah, I, I need to watch it because I love Lisa Kudrow. Kudrow well. Yeah, she's amazing. Perfect. I watch that video all the time. Oh. But yeah, when she's on the queen's like speeches on YouTube and she's like, now smash that like button and <laughs> press subscribe. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and then it's got on the side like... Queen reacts to the crown or <laughs> you know, unboxing like Prince Philip or something. Um, so funny. All right. So what are your thoughts on the Break Breakdown? Break Cinema Breakdown. Break well, when Break Breakdown comes on, it is another reason to go, oh, I see why we need it to have 4th of July in there, which <laughs> kind of pumps it up even more for me. Maybe I do have to go into infinity. Um, <laughs> Because it's like no. you like you couldn't go from the roof to breakdown. Like you would be, you would have no fingers left because you would be raw. <laughs> Where'd they like, go? I'd be like, oh my god, I'm so, whew, whew, steady bringing me up and down. <laughs> um, and I love, uh, I love the rapping in it. Like it is really kind of, it's kind of energetic, even though. It's quite a low tempo song. Yeah, sure. Like I yeah. love that kind of that wordplay. I love that Mariah's joining in a bit on that wordplay, yeah. like in her structuring the lyrics, like yep. to kind of like she says to join in with their vibe. And it's just yeah, this is one of those songs. This is one of those songs again. I I don't understand the releasing of everything on this album because it feels like such an integral part of the album. It's like. You know, oh, there's that song, and then there's that song, then there's that song, and so when I listen to, <laughs> and then it, there's that horrible Fourth of July, but then there's that other song. Off the Fourth of July. <laughs> Sorry, I'm already going to be cancelled by all of the lamb listeners. Yeah, they it's all fine. Hate you already. Um, That's fine. But yeah, no breakdown is just again, and it feels like oh, this is new Mariah. This is yeah, and this that's I think what I love about Butterfly so much is that we've got the old school Mariah and Walter Afanasiev stuff. Like, 4th of July is probably the most traditional one of those. Yes. Um, and that's a little... Like, that's even still got a little bit more of Mariah, you know, new Mariah sound kind of going into it um, in her vocal delivery. But... And a bit of the production. But, yeah, like, this is... I love this. It's just... It's just kind of like a... Nice, grinding, bouncing little bit of business. And it's not, like, she's not too showy in it. Yeah. Uh, do you know what it reminds me of? Mm. Like an early Shake It Off. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that kind of it's it's not upbeat, but it's not slow. Yeah, it's sort of she doesn't go, she doesn't overdo it. No, it just kind of sits in its own little moment. And it's one of those things that this is like one of her crazy skills in that you know it's almost like she knows when she's got a song that is not great. Um, like there's you know those couple of upbeat numbers on Music Box where you're like, yeah, the song's okay. So I'm just going to sing the fuck out of it yeah. so that I kind of hide all the, the bullshit. Like, like she basically drowns out the terrible parts of the song <laughs> with incredible vocals. vocals yeah. And this one, it's like, no, this is a good song. Yeah, I don't need to do that. I'm going to just let this song be and I'm just going to yeah. sing the bits I need to sing in the way I like to sing. Yeah. And and I need a break in the concert, darlings. Yeah. And it, it and it feels like a break in the album. We've just had 4th of July, which is like a, a, you know, like a structurally musical break. And this one is like a vocal break. Like this is yeah. a, like, I'm just going to have a little rest. I'm going to have some, some of my mates come in. They're going to do a bit of rap while I uh, have a glass of champagne. I've got a splash. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I love, I really, I really do love the simplicity of it and the, yeah. And the fact that it feels like, you know, that it was starting to come out a little bit in those, you know, those first few tracks on side two of, of uh, Daydream. Daydream. Yeah. And now it's like, oh no. This whole album is doing that. Like this is sure. all we are. We've taken our baby steps, and now we're taking a big step. <laughs> um, so for me, on the on the listen, this was one of the ones that on first listen I liked straight away. Yeah, um, I felt like it was slightly more anchored and melodic. Um, just sort of off the bat Like it was yeah. like Oh yeah cool I know what this is Similar to what you're saying It didn't need to be Overly flashy um, Because it was just good It's like yeah. oh yeah cool um, The rap I thought Gave it a little more Light and shade And I'm also glad That there is a radio edit Because this many <laughs> Long songs in a row Darlings There's a lot There is like Eight five minute songs In a yeah. row um, <laughs> There's a lot there's a, This album is big It's a the big The only thing album. I would say About this one Is Though I liked it initially, I still like it the same amount. It hasn't really gone any further, if mm. that makes sense. Whereas something like Butterfly wasn't so sure, but it grew on me. Yep. This is sort of still in that area, but that's okay as well. Like It's probably, like I said, similar for me with Shake It Off, where it's like, oh, I like this one. Yeah. I'm not going to skip it. I'm happy. But it's not the first one I go to either. But I think that's, again, that's a vocal thing. Like when she sings the fuck out of a song, you're like, I need to go back and hear that bit again. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this is like, I'm not doing any showing off. Yeah, I'm going to sing this in a really, you know, like her voice is amazing as it always is, but it's not like a song you go, I want to hear that bit where she sings that bit. Yeah, sure. Like you just go, oh, I like this song. So it's, again, this is why I think this album works so well as a whole is because every song has its place. Like it's, you know, like her calling it her magnum opus is just like, you know, this is the album that everything hangs together perfectly and her vocal performance and the structure of this song are just perfect for where it is in the album, where it's like, we need, we need to just have a little chill moment. We're just going to enjoy this, this kind of fun ride. And yeah, it's, yeah, I love it. I love breaking it. All right. So for me, along those lines, I I went with a 4.5 because like I said, I I like to straight off the bat, but it's not one I'm going to go back to every Mm. single day. But uh, what about you? I'm guessing... Uh, Breakfinity. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, Lord, <Lord-a-ter. laughs> 
All right, are we ready for the next track? Yeah. We've got Baby Doll, which was a first listen for me by Mariah Carey, Missy Elliott, mm-hmm. Stevie J. Oh, someone Rooney. I've already spoken about them. Um, now, this song was written with Missy Elliott in a hotel room after a little too much crystal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Missy had a little nap on the bed. Yes. <laughs> While Mariah finished this song. So, <laughs> my first line is, I wanted to really like this song because it's Mariah and Missy. But I don't actually think it needed the more hip-hoppy beat. Right. I think it kind of dates it. Yeah. Um, so what I wrote of it was I, I don't mind the beat, but I think I would have preferred this particular song as the mid-tempo it otherwise is. Yeah, yeah, Because it has yeah. some lovely moments with the, the sort of the chimes and all that sort of stuff. I'm like, that would have been, for me, kind of the way to go. I think it's because the other beat, the, the sort of main hip-hoppy um, sounding beat, reminds me of Ghost Town's, uh, sorry, Ghost Town DJ's My Boo, which is a Jermaine song. Do you mm. know that song? Yeah, vaguely. The At Night I Think Of You, that song. Mm. Um, and I think that just did it a little bit better um, with that particular sort of um, beat. So I, I don't know. I sort of was torn on. I was like, I kind of want to like it because I love Missy Elliott. She's I obviously amazing. love Mariah. Um, and I don't think it's a bad song at all, but I just couldn't quite get it. And sort of by the four minute mark, I was like, okay, I'm ready for this to be over. <laughs> like, <laughs> too many five and a half minute songs in a row. I, yeah. So I feel kind of bad because I, it, it's kind of for me, a little bit of the Carol King thing. Right. Where I don't think this is, th- these are two fantastic artists, but I don't think it's their best work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally understand that. Yeah. However. <laughs> However, infinity, it's baby dolphinity. <laughs> <laughs> However, um, this, uh, I think she wrote this song better as uh, Cry Baby. Um, <laughs> Cry it, Baby Doll. Cry Baby Doll. Because um, it feels like the same vibe. It feels like that uh, 5 a.m. stuck somewhere, you know, voices in my head. I can't, you know, it's that. This is asleep on the bed. Yeah, but it's got that sort of vibe to it. Um, but having said that, uh, where it comes again, where it comes in the album, like you've just come out of breakdown. It's like, this is, this is the perfect song for where it sits. Like it's, um, you know, unlike some of our other albums, this is the place where you get your too much honky tonk piano and, (laughs) and kind of late eighties drum machine beat bullshit going on like it's it's yeah and i i totally get what you mean about the carol king thing because you're like i'm expecting this to be amazing because it's mariah and missy yeah and missy yeah but it is yeah i think it's the kind of i think it's exactly the song they would have made together though like i don't think like the carol king one you go oh that feels like carol king trying too hard and mariah trying too hard and then neither of them doing well whereas this one feels like more of a oh yeah we've found a groove it's not the best groove either of them do um like it's certainly not the kind of you know groove she gets into with jermaine dupree but it's yeah i kind of like like again i think it's like Every every time I hear a song on this album, I go, I go. Oh, maybe this will be the one that I. Oh no, I really like this one too. <laughs> so yeah, I I do enjoy the baby doll, but yeah, it's not like I like I agree with you. It's not the best song on the album, but yeah, 
I just think it was... Yeah, I think get rid of the hip-hop beat, which uh, that's not because it's hip-hop. I quite like that kind of thing. But just on this song, I didn't... For me, didn't sit well. And then when you get into a song both times and you're at the four-minute mark going, can this be over? That's a problem. Yeah. (laughs) It's probably not your favourite song if that's what you're feeling. (laughs) But yeah, no, I never feel that. I I enjoy this one all the way through. (laughs) Well, then cancel me because I gave it a 3.5. Get out. Um... Look, for me, this is probably just five. Like, oh, what a horror! Like, somehow your five is worse than my three point five. <laughs> I still love it though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next track: "Close My Eyes," written by Mariah and Snuffleupagus. And this is one we did get a mention of in the book because it was written in the bath after Schenectady and yes. then held off yes. for about four years because she didn't feel. It was, she was ready to tell that story. And she has said that she's never, like in an interview, I think it was the one with Molly Meldrum, she said, I don't normally do that. Yeah. Like, I don't think she had a whole heap of songs sort of written that weren't completed. Like she'd either abandoned them because they weren't right or she wasn't liking it. Whereas this was kind of one she actually held on to. Yeah. very interesting. So thoughts, feelings, where are we? Um... This is one of the best Mariah songs of all time. (laughs) (laughs) You can relax. This is not the one I give a record low score to. Like, this is... Like, you know, from the... To the, you know... Just the kind of biographical detail that we get in the song. The, You know, it feels like... So we had the kind of... This feels like the lighter reflection of uh looking in from the yeah, end okay. sort of, of daydream so we get that and it's like oh wow she's not had a good run and this one you go oh okay so she's had a fairly difficult upbringing but we are we are finding our feet yeah you know it's like when i you know i steady my feet on the ground and it's like you go okay you are you are taking charge. You are making something more. And I think that's part of why she probably held on to the song was because she... It wasn't finished yet. Well, yeah. Like, literally, she, literally, it wasn't like, finished yet. She hadn't got to that point in her life where she could write it with such kind of a positive spin and such a tr- kind of triumphant feeling. But, yeah, it feels like on an album which has so many really personal songs, this one feels really personal. Yeah. Like this one feels like, you know, the, you know, I'm glad it kind of made it into the book in the place where it, where it lives. Cause it's, it feels like the first draft of that book, if that yeah, makes sure. any sense. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I just, this is one of those songs that, you know, as soon as it starts, I'm like, oh, <laughs> sobbing the She's a sobbing He's the wayward child. Yeah. Here she is. You often, you, first, as soon as the book came out, you're like, that's the name of the thing. It's just in a song. Um, <laughs> so I actually didn't, I didn't have a lot to say on this one. I, I said that the lyrics are great. Um, I recalled listening to this song as well as the acoustic version on the rarities, mm. um, which was slightly more stripped back, but pretty much the same thing. 
Um, so I've, I've sort of gone as, as saying, I think this is one that just the longer I sit with it, the more I like it. Yeah. If yeah, that yeah. makes sense. So I'm not, I'm not obviously haven't sat with it as long as you have. So my initial score is 4.25, but I wrote that I feel like this will grow on me as uh-huh. well, just as I, as I connect to it more and more. I do actually have a moment somewhere in these notes where I get a little bit more specific into the way that I listen to songs. Yes. So right. that, that may, when I get to that bit, it may help make sense of some of these scores. <laughs> <laughs> like there'll be people going, what are you talking about? I'm like, don't worry. There's, there's reasons. There's reasons. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, this is Wayward Finity. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just, yeah, it's, it's such a, it feels like a triumphant answer to looking in. Like it feels like a, yeah, I keep he- hearing her song triumphant. Yeah. Every time you say that. <laughs> See, I am a real lamb. I know triumphant. <laughs> but uh. yeah, you know that it's kind of like, because that last album left us on kind of such a dark, pl- in such a dark place. You're like, oh, like, you know, we yeah. love looking at it. But then you get to this, it's like, oh, okay, we've turned a corner. Yeah, sure. I like this. This is fun. Yeah. I feel like we're stepping up. But yeah, I love it. I love up and stepping out. I love close my eyes, and I love how many times she sings it in the book. Like she just, like she just keeps going back to it for reasons. I know. Yes. Because doesn't she sing? This and pedals are the two main. Yeah. Because isn't this the one she sings on the rarities right at the end? Yeah. Yeah. Because it was. I think that was a recording. From doing the book, it was like oh, I've sung it so many times. In the yeah, because I, I went back and and got went back to our episode to see what I said about it then. Right, and you thought it was funny going. She probably just sang it and they decided to turn it into a song. <laughs> <laughs> like it wasn't even they just went back and like stapled it together. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. She's gone. I think I've sung this eight times now. Is it enough to put, just put it backing on it? <laughs> yeah. So we have about, I think, four songs left. I'm wondering, which of these four songs mm. do you think that I'll be giving a record low score to? I'm. Curious. Do you want me to guess now? Yes. I think you're going to give it to the uh, Butterfly Reprise. Well, let's keep going right. and we'll see. Oh. <laughs> All right. Whenever you call. Yes. This one for me was a first listen mm. by Mariah and Snuffleupagus. Mm. Now, this did have a live, uh, sorry, video, but it was just live footage. So it wasn't yeah. really like an fish kind of thing. Um, my first note is When I Saw You Part Two. <laughs> yes, it is. It's totally. I wrote, it's cheesy, but I love it. And I loved it from the get go. Yeah. I thought it's, um, oh, it's sort of like a standard track on any other album. But for like, because it's on this, it brings a little drama. Yeah. Um, and, and sort of reassurance that she can still do the drama, darlings. Yeah. This feels like, um, this feels like the ballad counterpoint to the mid-tempo, uh, 4th of July. It's like, we've got our sweet old school Mariah song and here we've got our old school Mariah Actually good Uh, (laughs) (laughs) one. But she's doing some really progressive and very interesting things vocally on this song though like you know the kind of stopping herself before doing a belt instead of sliding on into the note and you know and also again her voice is a little raw um at which it's you know and i know i talk a lot about remixes and things there is a version of this on the number ones album yes i did touch on that yeah which she you kind of go, oh, this is weird. Because, like, 
I always because with with most of her remixes, she goes in and resings it in whatever key it is. Whereas that's one where you're like, oh, he's just popped in and sung over the top of whatever. Yeah. Like, uh, replace that verse with him. Yeah. <laughs> and Happens he can just try days. and keep up. <laughs> yeah. So I do. I actually I wrote a whole paragraph on this one as well. <laughs> so I will say this is. Probably, like, I was really happy to get to this song because there was a couple that we've just gotten to that weren't my favourites. Um, mm. So I was really excited. And I, as I'm listening to it, I'm like, don't fuck it up. Like, yeah, keep it as it is, if that makes sense. Because yeah. I was like, I'm really enjoying it. I just want to enjoy it. Blah, blah. My only criticism of this yes. song. And it's, it's kind of minor, but it, it kind of really got me thinking, I suppose. Is the key change. Yeah. We do love a key change. We love a key we, change. We know we love a key change. But I felt in this song, it didn't need it. No. Um, I wrote that the song was already building how it needed to. Um, I think the key change was one step too far. Um, and it felt a little forced because normally key changes are either really earned or they're, they're so subtle you don't even know they happened. And suddenly you're just swept away. Yeah. But this song was already sweeping you away. So it just kind of was like, eh, don't know if it needed it. Um, it kind of felt like... And this is not true because this song is good enough, but it felt like when a song is not good enough and Jessica Simpson's on it yeah. and then they're like, oh, we better put a key change because it's not that good and it'll sound better. Yeah. So that was kind of the one thing I was like, damn it, Afanasiev. <laughs> Just, but, yeah. but that's one of the things I feel like in the singing of this song, she's recognised that because she doesn't do the big... Kind like it is a she kind of steps her way through the key change instead yeah. of going, I will sing through it. Yeah, there was something undecided about it. Or, yeah, it's kind of like I'm gonna pause, I'm gonna jump back in, I'm gonna bring my vocals right back down, and then I'm gonna yeah. belt it out. Like it is, a, which is a great idea in theory. I just don't know if it was a hundred percent successful. And yet. I think that's part of like when you hear the the one with Brian McKnight on it. Like, I feel like they paper over those cracks with his vocals. Like, he does I, the yes. sliding into the key change. Yeah, I will say, listening... The reason I listened to that version is because I wanted to hear if it was different yeah. in this part. So, what was really interesting is, number one, yes, the key change worked much better in that version yeah. because of exactly what you just said. Um, and it also leaned into those sort of male-female love ballads that yeah. use that kind of thing. So, I kind of got it more. The thing that was really interesting going from a solo song to a, a, a duet was Mariah's version, the solo version, which I think I do prefer generally. Yes. Um, that feels like a journal entry. Yeah. Whereas the Brian McKnight version, while still sounding great, it feels like a, you know, a couple's duet, you know, a conversation. Yeah. And I really, I think I prefer the, the, the solo perspective on it. And I think, I mean, one of the reasons I really, you know, as much as I love when I saw you, I, I love I love this song because they're because she's being so inventive vocally because she's like oh I've sung this fucking song 12 times. Yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have done this to death, Walter. But sure, we'll do another one cuz you need your fucking royalties. Like I'm still paying Ben Margulies for this fourth album. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like she has just gone, I want this album to be the most different album I've ever done. So even here, when I'm doing a very traditional Mariah Carey ballad, I am going to keep it interesting for myself. And 
I feel like that the addition of Ryan McKnight was uh, a way to sell the number ones. Yeah, to like to <laughs> to go. Oh, we can we can make this a single if we if yeah. we you know throw someone else on it. But I, yeah. you know what? Like for someone who is a Mariah Carey fan, who has heard her sing that song seven times. On, Have you heard it live? No, no, no. I mean... Oh, in other songs. <laughs> just, you know, not that particular song, but that <laughs> that, that kind of a song. <laughs> like, you know, you've heard her sing it. It's like, if she sang it the way she always sings it, you would go, why is she? Why didn't she just put When I Saw You on here? Yes, or why yeah. didn't she put All I've Ever Wanted on here? Yeah. Like, why Why didn't she just put one of her fucking Afanasiev by the numbers ballads on here? <laughs> like, she's really trying to reinvent the way she sings a ballad yeah. um, and it's like well for all the other songs I've brought in guest artists or I've used hip hop beats or I've used samples but here I'm going to experiment with how I approach singing a big song yeah sure and also you know we're you know mindful of like she's just been on a big tour so she's probably thinking how can I sing this and still be able to sing it in concert. Yeah, sure. Like, because if I'm doing so, a big yeah. ass key change every fucking night for for the six months, I will have nothing left. I will yeah. shred my throat. <laughs> shred, shred. <laughs> so, what is your score for this track? Well, it's 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 infinity. <laughs> infinity. <laughs> I feel like you will be happy. Because I gave this one, it's not quite there, but it's the cusp of Infinity cusp, you gave, Oh, you're on the cusp. Because I said the solo version with no key change would be Infinity. Yeah. That's, that's, and I think it was because I just wanted it so much to be, I think what I wanted it, if that makes yeah. sense. I was literally listening to it, don't fuck it up. Um, and she didn't fuck it up. It was, And you know, the other thing, like that kind of drop seeing thing, like was very unusual. Like everyone does yeah. it now. Like, but yeah. then it was like, you know, Whitney did it in I Will Always Love You. But other than that, like, no one really yeah. did the kind of, like, let's just stop it and then have a crack. Do it again. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> like it, but now it feels like it's just all anyone ever does. It's like, oh, yeah, let's drop the music out and then shout. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it never sounds good. But, yeah, I think she's, yeah, I really like how inventive she is singing this song. We might have a part three on our hands. I think we might have a part three on our hands. Because we've still got three songs to get through. Oh. And we've just done three songs in 38 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> have we only done three? Uh, yeah. So I think we, we will leave it here, darling. <laughs> and pick up Butterfly in the next episode. Don't All worry. Right. It won't be far away. Oh, it's, it's, we, are, we have triple DP'd Butterfly. Yeah, triple DP'd. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. But I, I think because... I, I knew what I had to say, but you, I, yeah, I knew what I had to say, but I knew that you would have even more. But also, I knew that there were like four hundred film clips. <laughs> okay, great. All right, all right. Uh, bye, Lamely. Bye, Lamely. Bye.